We solemnly swear we're up to no good. To Harry Potter Minute. Harry Potter Minute is the fan podcast that overanalyzes the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Laguna. And uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us after this uh, lovely Christmas Sunday. We are starting off the week with a very depressing <laughs> yeah. minute. Uh, minute 20, uh, 31. Minute 31 starts with uh the literal death of lily potter and it ends with hagrid telling harry why he's famous it's not exactly what happens but close enough i guess it is essentially what he tells him he he says that's why you're famous so that's why i chose that line even though there's another line that follows a more iconic line that we'll get to later but it's sad. We talked about this with Kate last week, and and we can talk a little bit right now, but the death of Lily Potter is awful. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like this is the like the only time we're ever going to see them talk about this death and this scene and just... This flashback mm-hmm. is interesting because we'll see it a couple different times. Yes. And from different perspectives. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's interesting because, like, it, the flashback exists differently in each of the movies. Like, each time we see this flashback, it's a little bit different. And it's because it's coming from different people's perspectives. Exactly. So even the house, like, I tried to find information about the house, and this house is not the house that we see when we actually see their house in Godric's Hollow. It's because Uh, Harry doesn't know what their house looks like. Yeah. He's not like he knows or remembers like he was a baby. (laughs) Exactly. So that's, it's very interesting. Um, at least that's how I would like to explain the artistic difference. But um, Chris Columbus really liked shooting on set, like on scenes and, or on uh, location. And later movies were all mostly done on like sound stages and stuff. Found a cool website called Harry uh, that was just um, like film locations. And it just had a bunch of information about all the different types of like places that are filmed at in different movies. Mm-hmm. And for Harry Potter... There is a lot of really great information for Hogwarts that we'll talk about later. Because Hogwarts was shot on a bunch of different places. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is I can really imagine. Cool. It's going to be really cool to talk about. Um, so we get this shot outside of the house after the killing curse occurs, and it's just green light, like, pouring out of the windows. Just like like a strobe light show going yes. on inside. Yes, like, I don't understand how if they had neighbors that were could not notice. Well, they're in Godric's... Uh, well, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Because it's very bright. It is very bright. It's like... like Maybe the neighbors don't know that that's out the what doors or windows spell or caused that light to pour out. Like, they didn't realize that it was a killing curse. Yeah. Could be any spell. Well, actually, no. Maybe, presumably, someone did find out, like, pretty quickly because... Um, Hagrid and Dumbledore are going to show up and 
scuttle Sweep Harry that baby away. take Harry Potter away. And before that happens, Snape is gonna pick up her dead body yeah. and cry with her for a little bit. <laughs> Why do you gotta say it like that? <laughs> because oh that's my sort Lord. of what happens. Uh I know. I just uh, <laughs> I don't like what you just did. There. I don't but I don't I think I think Snape has some things to work on. He's just in love with her. I know. Okay. And then we get the shot of the one of the Saunders triplets. Such a cute baby. With the a babies. wand in his face. Is <laughs> looking at it like, uh, okay. It's just a baby. It, it is just a baby. It's just a baby. Except you. So Hagrid is telling Harry the story, basically, of the death of his parents and, and how Voldemort had been gaining all these followers and he, he murdered everyone who came in his way and his parents were, um, were lost that night. Unfortunately, yeah. Except no one has ever survived except Harry. Except you. And then Harry's like, we cut back inside the Leaky Cauldron and Harry's like, Voldemort tried to kill me! Like, yeah, I was like, I was just a baby. What did I do? Yeah. Why would, why would, why would he try to kill me? He doesn't ask why. I wish he asked why. Why did he try to kill me? That would make more sense. Yeah. But that should be the next question out of his mouth. It'd why? Be like, why? Like I'm a baby. Exactly. And Hagrid tells him that ain't no ordinary cut on your forehead. It's not a cut of the scar. It is a scar, but it was it was a cut. We talked about it week one when we saw it was still red and fresh. Right, I understand. But if I had a scar on my face or mm-hmm. anywhere that you could see, and you were to inquire about it. You wouldn't call it a cut because it's no longer. How did you get that cut? It's a yeah, exactly. You wouldn't call it a cut. You would call it a scar. But it was a cut, so it I think was it a cut. Sense. But it's no longer a cut. It's a <laughs> scar. The fact that it's not open, I think, negates but, that. But if you, uh, if someone it's like a, was it's like being, a past tense, if someone was being that tense. literal, though, I would think that if you ask them how they got that scar, they're like, "Oh, well, I had a cut and it faded." Oh, how'd you get the cut? Really? That's just, yeah. Now that's just called being anal. I know, but I think that that's what you're, you're doing right here too. So, oh, excuse me. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. I, I do think it's interesting to call it a cut because it doesn't look, um, it looks just like a, I mean, it's a scar. Yeah. It's very faded and dull. And he, he says, Hagrid tells him that uh, marks like that only come from curses and evil curses at that. An evil curse. I don't know if we know about anyone else who has a scar from a curse. Besides Dumbledore in the book saying that he has a scar on his knee that's a perfect perfect map of the London yeah. Underground. <laughs> Which is not like you see it or anything. Or they don't mention it in the movies. No, though, they but don't. That's the only one that we know of. But it's not like we know everything that's going on. In the I saw world. a really cool, I saw some really cool fan art of the trio and their scars. And so you have Harry and like the scar on his forehead, and then you have Ron with uh, with the scar because of his lynching, yeah, sp- oh, his splinching, the splinching, his splinching, and then uh, Hermione and her scar that says "Mudblood" from uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is wicked. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? I like that. They're, uh, the three of them go through a lot. They do. They, they, 
some heavy stuff. I mean, really, that that's the what makes their friendship so strong in the end. Yeah, is yeah. the fact they experience so much with each other and are so willing to go so far for each other. Exactly, but for totally different reasons. We'll get to talk a lot about the trio next week. That's oh yay! I'm so happy. Yeah, we're getting we finally close. get all of them. Yeah, soon. Yes. I know this movie's moving right along. I'm really happy that it's uh, progressing. I, I, the way I really enjoy that meme that I see every once in a while of uh, Ron giving that line of like, "Oh, like he can't stand her or whatever, can't be around mm. her, blah blah blah." And then like it shows them like much later saying like, "We would be lost without her." And I'm like, "Of course!" Aww. And it's like super cute. And I'm like, the, "The way perspectives change." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get to grow a lot over the course of the series. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to talk about that. Yeah. Even over the course of this movie, they grow up a little yeah. bit. It's pretty great. I mean, the whole end that oh, that ending hall, great hall scene is a great way to like solidify all of that because even with Neville too. Yeah. I love that. Oh, we'll have to talk about that when we get there. Of course. About how Dumbledore just gives points away willy-nilly to kids just because he wants Gryffindor to win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quoting He, he makes sure here. to give them exactly enough points to tie them so then he can push them over with yeah. Neville just to be like, oh, you guys tied. But really... You're going to win right now by yeah. 10 points. Yeah. By freaking 10, ten points. points. Oh, he my He could have given Neville more than 10 points. We're way... That's at I know. the end. We'll I talk know. about that then. No, I'm that really... was him being being a bit of the the jerky Dumbledore. Like... The, the Dumbledore in those comics that I've shared. It, it, exactly. Because I love those comics, though. Yeah. They're really great. We'll have to post more of them. I think those are a lot of fun. Very much so. Harry asks Hagrid where, like, what happened to Voldemort? And Hagrid tells him that some people think that he died. We don't get an idea that maybe the spell backfired and killed him or something. It seems from this more that it just didn't work. And he was like, man, and he gave up and left. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, how, like, what was the rest of that scene from his point of view? I don't know. That's what I wanted. Because Hagrid tells Harry, like, you, you, something about you stumped him last night. Like, stumped him. Not, he couldn't do the spell on you, or not that, like, it backfired and it caused him to have to flee. Like, just like, oh, hmm, I don't know why I can't kill this kid. hmm. I guess I gotta go. Do the whole, like, beard stroke thing, like, huh. I, what's what, going on here? Yeah, the fig, the deuce, what's going on? Yeah, it's... Let's, let's figure this out. Silly. No, I, I don't know. Half, what, what, what do you do? Flee into the night. Flee into the night. Codswallop. Hagrid says that he reckons that he's still out there. Too tired to carry on, is the line. So maybe he just took a lot of energy out of him. Yeah? To, to cast that spell. Does... You know, you read the Aragon books, right? I did. You know how in Aragon, when they conjure magic, it has to do with, like, the magic comes from how much you have, uh, how much ability you have. Like, you can't use magic to lift up a mountain because you could never lift up a mountain. Right. But I feel like in Harry Potter, a spell you cast drains you the same amount regardless of what the... I don't think that it's actually draining your physical energy. I think right. that it's redirecting energy from, like, elsewhere kind of thing. Okay. I don't know. It seems to produce out of nothing. There isn't a balance for, like, where that magical energy comes from. 
Because it's just magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got know. a whimsy to it. Yeah. It's the magic system isn't spelt out like it is in a lot of more epic fantasies. I like in Aragon the idea of being able to store extra energy into items or into yeah jewels or in jewels and things like that that kind of stuff. I thought it was a neat idea. Sure, because that makes sense. Then you're like sapped, and you're like, oh, but you can take it out of from other places. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that in Aragon he has like jewels in the pommel of his sword. Yeah. So it's this really ornate, ridiculous thing, but at the same time, it's because it's a function. So could you imagine, like, if it was, if something like that was put into effect in, like, the Harry Potter-verse, and we have, like, you can store energy into the pommel of your wand, like, at the base of the wand or something, or, um... But see, I don't, you know, Although they do use amulets, because... a- amulets in, uh, the Harry Potter Well, yeah, there are various magical devices. That kind of stuff, yeah. That also exist. But I think that magic itself, it's just energy produced from... The wand, Is maybe it just infinite. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you could wear out a wand. It's only good for about like thirty spells. You wow. go buy I was wand. gonna say like at least like fifty thousand or something. Fifty thousand. Like, yeah, because you know, like a car, like you sure. do so many miles and you get an oil change. So a hundred thousand jinxes. <laughs> there you go. Hundred thousand spells, and then you got to go get like a it lubricated or I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. You got to go get it looked at. Make sure it's okay. That's so silly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I unicorn hair, when we were talking last week with Kate, I think unicorn hair can die. It gets like melancholy if it's not used properly or whatever, and then uh, it has to go and get replaced. Oh. So maybe it's different types of wands. Maybe it is. Maybe. maybe it actually comes from the wand. Maybe, Maybe these magical items that are the cores of the wand are actually producing magic. And Harry's channeling it? No, I think it's the other way around. I would think that the wand is channeling the wa- the magic of the wizard. So the wand, the magic must be coming from within, but it's not actually sapping their energy. It's just exuding from them. Witches and wizards are magical creatures. <laughs> I don't have another explanation. I really don't. Well, goblins are magical creatures. Goblins are magical. Well, they're not no, a race. They're beasts. They're beasts. That's terrible. They're not even a race. That's speciest. It is, but you want to know what's messed up is, uh, there's a, these statues you can buy that are, they're just beasts and creatures or whatever of the Harry Potter and they're arranged like they have, they're numbered and one's Hedwig, one's the Basilisk, the Basilisk, one is, um a hippogriff or whatever. And literally one of them is a goblin. That doesn't surprise me. So, um, there you go. Centaurs, I think, are are mentioned in Fantastic Beasts and where to find them as a beast as well, even though they are sentient. Maybe sentience doesn't have anything to do with it. I don't know. There's a weird classification that I don't understand. Too tired to carry on. <laughs> too tired to carry on. That's what Hagrid says. Mm-hmm. Too tired to ha- carry on. He says something something about you stumped him that night. That's why you're famous. That's why everybody knows your name. And then we get the second most iconic line. This time not delivered by Dumbledore, but right. delivered by Hagrid. You're the boy who you're lived. Yeah. 
The Boy Who Lived. I really think that's, uh, <laughs> and, and Harry's just so, uh, it looks like he's in very, like, deep thought, kind of like, He's very what? pensive, like, what, 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 what could this possibly mean? What would you think? You're 11. You're just like, uh, okay. So, so no one has ever survived. Hagrid is basically, in the last two minutes, Hagrid has told Harry that nobody has ever survived when Voldemort came after them, except you. Basically, basically told you, oh, there's this big, scary, freaking wizard that used to exist. Like so, sc- like everyone was scared of him. He People would, were f- are still afraid still to say afraid his name. Still afraid of him, even though it's been years. I think he still lives out there, just too tired to carry on. And there's a killing curse. Essentially, he killed your parents, tried to kill you, and you lived. Yeah, and no one knows why. And no one knows why. It's like that's a lot to take in when that you're 11 years old <laughs> and like not only that but like you're also a wizard you're gonna go to this school here's all this stuff like that we just got you so like yeah there's your life harry's had a <laughs> wild day a bit yeah because it in the middle of the night hagrid shows up whisks him off to london they go buy a bunch of stuff he gets a wand and he learns all about the death of his parents he realizes he's famous they're hanging out in a bar. It's very strange. So that's it, it. That's everything I had for this minute, I think. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up this week, though. We do. We do. Every week is good We week. do. But yeah, that's a... I mean... I never really thought about it until having to, like, really think about it for this minute. But yeah, that is a lot for you to learn as an just an 11-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. 11-year-old child. Your child. Just... Yeah, all this. Could you imagine seeing this movie in the theater for the first time, not having read the books, oh. and just getting all of this information dumped at once? Just like, whoa, I, like, like Harry's... What? This is what happened to Harry's parents? Like, wow, holy crap. Yeah. Where was James? Yeah, where was he? I don't know. We don't see James in the flash in this flashback. You should have been there protecting the woman. I think, son. I think when, when Voldemort busts through the door... Uh, she mouths James like she's calling out for him. Maybe he was already taken care of downstairs. I think that is what happened. Probably. Um, no, Almost like actually. actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that he died first. He like shouted for them to go and hide themselves and protect themselves. Protect and the baby. Voldemort took them down, and then she pleaded for their lives and was like, and it didn't work. Of course, of course. She'll let her baby. Because that's what mothers, that's what mother would mm-hmm. do. So there you go. That's, uh, Merry Christmas! I know, right? How? I mean, welcome back to, to the to a new week, and 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 yes, yeah, this is how sad. we're gonna wrap out the year. Just really sad, depressing news for poor Harry here, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's just typical Monday fashion, right? Uh, Monday here at the Harry Potter Minute. <laughs> yep. All right, you can join us tomorrow for another magical minute of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, you can find us at duelinggenre.com and you can, uh, where you can also find Back to the Future Minute and Lord of the Rings Minute, along with doc- uh, The Doctor's Companion, their Doctor Who podcast, and Geek by Night, an original audio drama about friends that run a comic book store and have superpowers. I'm a big fan of that show. You guys should it definitely check fun. it out. It's so much fun. Victoria, you've listened to a little bit with me. 
A little bit. I think one episode, to be honest. You don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't. I am more of a YouTube type of person. Doesn't matter. We'll get you. We'll make you a fan yet. I know. I, I know. You'll eventually, I'll it. get there. Yeah, it'll happen. Just to mention, like the only podcast I do listen to is, is Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale. It's a great podcast. It is. That's another audio drama kind of thing. Not audio drama, but like a radio play. Literally. Yeah. yeah like literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. I like that show. You can email us at contact at hpminute.com. You can find us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute and on Twitter at HP Minute. You can join our exclusive Facebook group, uh, Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army. We have a lot of people that share a lot of content over there. That's a lot of fun. You should join us. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, we have a Patreon page now. It's uh, patreon.com slash hpminute. Uh, where you can join in for our exclusive weekend edition episodes, uh, uh, the show we've taken to calling The Quibbler. So you can listen to The Quibbler over there uh, every weekend for less than $4 a month. So do that. And I think that was everything I had. Mischief, Mischief Managed. managed.